welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode, are we 33 today? 33. We're 33. Uh, you know, in life, you've got good years, you've got bad years, you know, you've got rough times, you've got good times. Sure. I feel like this episode might be a might be a rough times kind of episode. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, the 26th, and uh, the news yesterday came out about Brittany Griner that her appeal has been denied. And as of now, she is set to face this nine-year sentence, including the time she has already uh, served to date will be included. So it'll probably, it, you know, it equals out to be like around eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty devastating stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people have been commenting about it. Um, Freddie, you were pointing out to me that Biden mentioned it and was like, we're not forgetting about Brittany, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people have a lot of things to say about it. I kind of went off on Twitter yesterday. I was pretty upset. Um, got pretty positive responses about my tweets overall, though. But I just saw like one, like on my Instagram, like one ESPN post. And a lot of people being extremely negative in the comments. And it just, it bothered me. Like it just made it just, my day just didn't even start right because of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, let's get your your thoughts before I continue rambling. No, not rambling at all. Um, I think that's kind of where we're at with uh, with this news and with Brittany. I feel like, you know, we're we're encountering more. And we've talked about this before, but the opposing sides Right. I think you're getting a lot of uh, empathy, uh, which is what where the camp we are in. Um, and then you're getting a lot of, um, I would say, just uneducated, negative uh, commentary that runs the gamut from bigotry to just like othering and I guess hatred. Um, and to highlight that, you know, back to the Biden thing, just reading the quote here. He said, um, we are in constant contact with Russian authorities to get Brittany and others out, said Mr. Biden at a press briefing before noting that so far we have not been meeting with uh, much positive with much positive response, but we're not stopping. Um, And then on the negative side of thing uh, side of things, ex-Democrat Tulsi Gabbard, uh, who people might remember. briefly ran for president in the Democratic Party. Uh, Hillary Clinton called her out for being a basically like a Russian hack uh, and said that uh, Tulsi, you know, was working for Putin, which obviously Tulsi uh, vigorously denied. But Tulsi has since left the Democratic Party and is pushing Trump, um, you know, Trump style sentiments and uh, uh also like far right Republican uh, views. So she tweeted yesterday, what's more important to Biden freeing a basketball star from a Russian prison or preventing you, your loved ones and billions around the world from a nuclear Holocaust. Biden refuses to discuss (laughs) preventing world war three with Putin, but will happily to talk, but will happily talk to him about Griner. So to me, this sort of highlights you know, you're see you're seeing where this is going, right? This is going in the direction that Putin wants. I think it's like you have the the 
the more this plays out, you're having the the extreme right of the country and there's just the public in general saying we should not be talking about Brittany Griner. There's more important things. And, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we're losing sight of the big picture. Uh, and, you know, to me, that's just like hot, stinky garbage because, uh, you know, there can be multiple truths. I think you can be anti-nuclear war and pro-freeing a, uh, you know, like a captive of war in, you know, sorry, now I'm rambling. Uh, all that to say. Uh, I think we need, we this yeah. podcast should be a space where we can vent about our frustrations around this, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm sure, cause I'm sure all our listeners completely uh, agree. You know what I mean? Like, so, so ramble away is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to make uh, decisions on air with you, Catherine, but I'll say this. <laughs> if you've been listening to our podcast for all this time and you're against Brittany Griner being free for some reason, it's and skipping wild. through this segment for you other must have content. a crush on one of us because that's you must weird. have a crush on one of us <laughs> and also go to hell um <laughs> you know what i mean so uh yeah i mean she's uh her appeal is denied there's rumors that she's going to be sent to a penal colony i think that the the the, the base facts of the case that uh they're still working on a, a prisoner trade remains in play and true but uh yeah all sorts of people speaking out very sad day uh and it only gets worse right you know the longer she is she's in prison um the worse it is it's as simple as that to me yeah i think the only thing that i i like learned from a like just from like a facts-based perspective is um well, and to what degree all of this is true or not, it's hard to say, but I was watching a, a report on CNN and um, he was essentially saying that that these negotiations have not been taken seriously from the Russian side of things. Mm -hmm. um, he's the first person I've heard say that outright. So it's hard to decipher how much that's true and how much that's like opinion. It could right. be a bit of both. Um, but I just thought that was interesting because I think like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll speak for myself and I'm sure other people have felt the same is that I feel like there's been some hope around the idea that there are these, um, negotiations. And then there's also the other prisoner, um, we've mentioned him on this podcast before mm -hmm. Peter something Crap. now I'm blanking on his name. I'm so sorry. But um, but there's another American that could also be freed as a result of this. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I you can't expect the <laughs> Russian government to be like, I don't know, to have a similar moral code as us. And I think that's like what makes it so difficult because it's like, how do you negotiate with someone who doesn't? share a moral compass with you yeah that's that's extremely well said and i'm just looking it up uh the names where you're you're saying you. your point there paul whelan, paul whelan and Peter. and victor bout victor <laughs> right, bout is go. who russia wants and mm -hmm. that you know that's a really good point because you know me and you have been on this journey together starting this podcast and covering this like extremely serious and dire issue and 
we've encountered like like a certain amount of walls where it's like okay this leads to this even though that doesn't really make sense this leads to that and we don't we can't quite see why and i think what you just said sort of underlines it all there is one party russia uh that isn't really negotiating in good faith and i'm not i'm not even coming here to say that the us is this place that is like you know perfect and to be praised but I think that from a transparency perspective, um, there's at least rhythms that we understand. Like even when me and you were learning about how and why Brittany had to, uh, you know, like plead guilty, uh, that to me was sort of like this weird, like, wait, what is this Russian system? It seems like absolutely corrupt. And, you know, also at the same time, uh, I think, the whole way it's went down with Britney has seemed like farcical uh, from the Russian perspective. So yeah, it's like they're playing with our hope. So I think it's almost Mm -hmm. like we're being as a a we like the Royal, we it's like, we're being mocked for having hope. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we shouldn't feel bad for that because I don't know, feeling shame. I'm not saying you're feeling shame, but like feeling shame for having hope or wanting Brittany to be home or being loud about it is is what you're supposed to do. Like this is a human being that deserves dignity and is not being granted that. So if you're, you know, yeah, if your response to that is anything other than frustration and sadness, I think you're you're on the wrong side, you know? Yeah, and I find that like I don't know. I I I've been just so frustrated with being a woman lately. <laughs> I just in relation to this, I I just feel so I just okay, this is a bit of a tangent on my part. You can reel me in, Freddie, if you disagree. I just feel like there's just so many guys out there that will say like, "Yeah, support the WNBA." You know, support women. And they wear the fucking hoodie and all of that. And then, you know, just dead silence around Brittany Griner. You know, there's so many men, probably women too, who own that fucking hoodie and just don't say anything about Brittany. And I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Hey, I'm I'm not reeling you in because I I don't really get it. Uh, I mean, I I guess I would offer that there's a element of being, you know, like a like a progressive or a feminist or pro women that's performative. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's all you I'm know? saying. Is that and it's all and I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, when something like is this serious is happening, it's just really frustrating. That's all. Yeah. No, I I have nothing to add. It's like really frustrating. It's really shitty. Um every time we do a Britney Griner update, it you know, it's nice to be able to hang on to something that is sort of a little bit potentially positive. And this is one of those updates where it's not positive. Like there's yeah. no like I'm not saying there's no glimmer of hope because I I don't want to lean towards being quiet about it or giving up 
because I think it's notable to me that Russia keeps reiterating that they want less public conversation about this. Because that tells me that that's the opposite of what needs to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that actually, it's like it's their big bluff is saying, the more you push us, the less chance you'll have of seeing Britney. And I've sort of felt all along, but I feel now more than ever, like that's not true. The opposite is true. Mm. And I'm not saying I understand Russia to the point of like public pressure is going to break their back because they're literally engaged in a war that 90% of the globe is mad about. Yeah. (laughs) Extremely unpopular. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hear you. I think that's been part of the fear, right? And we've talked about that before. That like, are we are we accidentally hurting instead of helping by being vocal? And even when I was being vocal yesterday, like I kind of hesitated to use any hashtags around it because I was just like, what if the Russians start spying on me, man? Like, I don't know. Like, I just there is a fear element to it. And I think if I'm feeling that, then surely other people are too. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's really like I I spent all summer thinking like something's going to happen, you know, and I even told you like, hey, like if something big happens, like we should like emergency pot about it or mm-hmm. something like that. And now things are like not completely hopeless, like you said, but things are quite grim right now. Yeah, you're you're not alone there. I, I always sort of felt that uh you know the the like i guess stairway of hope was kind of like okay let's that last step is like getting it to biden the most powerful person in the world so then it's there now and it's good that he's not like being quiet about it like and it's speaking about it but now it feels like okay our you know echoing like uh you know brianna stewart and you know i was watching the uh the sun's um warriors game uh last night and candace parker reiterated that you know we need bg home Mm -hmm. and and said that you know because when you see all these celebrities and big players being like like putting pressure on biden it's like that's all we can do yeah. It's like that's like it, the most the most powerful person, the person who can make this happen knows about it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like keep pressuring him, especially when you have people like Tulsi Gabbard and other kind of like right wing forces uh, <clears throat> pushing for, you know, the minimizing of this very, very tragic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll continue to talk about it on the show as updates occur. Um, you know, always happy to keep everyone who listens uh, posted on the latest, although I'm sure yesterday's news everyone here heard anyways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if anything happens, you know, we'll let you know. And then in the meantime, every once in a while, don't, you know, don't be like me. Don't be afraid to tweet about it. I mean, I did anyway. Yeah, no, you know, well said. Like, But, you know, just make sure people don't, completely forget and that's all we can really do yeah well said okay let's move on we do have some WNBA news um let's talk about kurt miller 
Yeah, let's do it. The other topic, but let's talk about Kurt Miller. Kurt Miller uh, was the coach of the Connecticut Sun, and he has moved on, and he is now with the LA Sparks. Mm-hmm. Wild, did not see that coming. Love Me that either. Coaches are kind of like low key free agents in this league. Uh, <laughs> just kind of fun. I think you know the Sparks have had a, a tumultuous year, um, losing Derek Fisher and. Uh, and then later Liz Cambage in the season, but I think, you know, they see, uh, stability in someone like Kurt, which is nice. Um, and I have to agree. I also would see stability in someone like him, Mm -hmm. um, from the Connecticut perspective, because they made it to the finals, I wasn't expecting them to move on now. Maybe, you know, it wasn't their choice necessarily, yeah, that's I, I definitely found that surprising. That's ex- that's where I'm coming from. I am trying to figure out the angle here. Um is it going to be announced similar to say Becky Hammond that uh Miller is getting a, a sizable dollars? Yeah, you know what I mean? That to me would make sense. But other than that, I I'm not quite understanding what's happening here. Um they, you know, the the sparks are are not in a good place. Uh, maybe one could argue that, similar to the aces, there's some clarity uh, in, in in you know, uh, campage leaving and sort of. But like, you know, it's not like. I mean, I guess we'll we'll piece it all together when it comes to free agency and see who they get, sort of thing. Maybe uh, you know, Stewie goes to L.A. Who doesn't go to New York? Like, you know, lots of things can happen, but. Yeah, you know, we've talked about the Aces being the team. Great. That's amazing. You have to be competitive and assume that you can make it. And Connecticut had that incredible year last year, um, like our first year, rather. And, you know, had a tough time in the playoffs, got eliminated by Chicago. Then they they kind of overcame that and they made it to the finals. Yes, they were not as good as the Aces. Yes, they lost. But... Kurt Miller was awesome. Uh, and the team, it was incredible. So I don't, I don't quite get to why um, he's leaving. John Cole Jones is, you know, like a MVP candidate again, I think. So yeah, I have to assume that it's a money thing because he's, he's even talked about going into, where's the quote? Um, like you know openly calling it a rebuild uh where is it yeah i view myself as a program builder energizes me and motivates me and the challenges that come with that he said la is in this retool era while it's scary in some ways it is a really uh yeah it is a it is really a challenge that i love to take on throughout my career so yeah miller has like a hundred uh 140 win 86 loss record the fifth most winning coach in WNBA history 2019 and 2021 um, uh, coach of the year. I don't get why he doesn't want to be in the WNBA finals. It has to mean money to me. Like that's the only thing that makes sense. I think based on that quote, it's also like a huge legacy push, right? Like Mm -hmm. if he can make it work with the sparks, well, now he's in a GOAT conversation that he wasn't in before. Yeah, that's true. 
and maybe both things are are possible for him. I mean, that's kind of how I interpret that quote. That's very fair. And, you know, maybe it's a thing where he feels like the sun have peaked, perhaps, and um, are going to get worse from here on out. And he's kind of like jumping ship. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that he was the GM and the coach of the sun. And he's going to the Sparks and he's just going to be the coach. He's not going to be the GM. I always hate when someone's a coach and a GM. It always feels like a conflict of interest. Totally. It's like, that's a, yeah. Like it really is. You're, 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 you're doing a long-term job in the GM and you're doing a short-term job in the coach. And mm-hmm. it seems like, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Anytime there's someone in those dual roles, they seem like they're, competing against one another Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean hey congrats to kurt i think that's cool um as far as the suns go i mean they're in this weird place where i feel like you're right like john Paul jones is probably going to be in the mvp conversation again Mm -hmm. um they are still a very good team but i think the aces were just so dominant that Maybe I mean to me it is a sign that he doesn't necessarily believe that they can beat the aces as constructed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely a blow if you're you know one of the the players on contract for the Sun, and I think you're you're in a space where you're kind of like, oh man, that's like it's definitely changes the the complexion of the offseason. I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, very interesting, very, you know, intrigued to see if there'll be any other, uh, moves coming up, but that's kind of our first one of the off season, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also there is a new league to talk about, or actually, I think we've maybe discussed this league before, but this yeah, it's year two year. Uh, it's the athletes unlimited basketball Mm-hmm. Uh, league and they have i believe a total of 15 WNBA players on their roster the league is going to run uh early 2023 i think it's february and march um and yeah uh the second AU season will take place in dallas from february 22nd to march 26th All 30 games will be accessible to audiences worldwide, including five contests on CBS Sports Network. So that's very interesting. It's all in one location, um, which is kind of neat. I don't know how many teams there are and how it will be um, scheduled, like if it'll be like the whole thing's just like a tournament style. Mm-hmm. That I'm not sure. Um, but I think what sets the unlimited um athletes, athletes unlimited, excuse me, uh kind of apart from others is that it's more athlete driven than other leagues. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, so essentially it is um sorry, I'm just kind of jumping all over the place with my notes here, but um apparently it's like Athletes are essentially able to decide their rosters. Uh, they get a percentage of profits as opposed to like team owners. Yes. Um, so they have a completely different financial structure from other uh, contemporary leagues. And, you know, maybe 
in uh, March or something, we can do a deep dive before the next WNBA season starts and see like how much that works for them, how profitable this new model is. I think all of that will be very intriguing. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I also feel like this is at least the beginning or it's an attempt rather at being a, uh, at solving this idea of players going overseas. I feel like it's still very much in its infancy, but I do think you, you're going to have to be really creative if you want um, WNBA players to not go overseas. And this is probably one of many solutions. And like anything, the bigger it gets, the more popular it gets, um, the more successful it's going to be. So, you know, Alicia Gray, uh, Nelissa Smith uh, are are joining. They already have Natasha Cloud, um, Lexi Brown, Sydney Colson. So I think like that's, you know, I, I, things got to start somewhere, right? And it's cool that there's this revenue source um, that the WNBA is kind of pushing, uh, not necessarily as an alternative, but I think, you know, no, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring that back. Yes, as an alternative. I just feel like it's not a very realistic alternative if you are someone who is a higher earner than the people in this league. However, you know, it's uh it's it's good. It's ultimately a pretty cool thing. I want to get into it. I want to support it. And um if it if it strengthens the WNBA ultimately uh or complements it in any way, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, as Canadians, hopefully we do get access to it. I mean, it doesn't say it'll have access worldwide, so we'll have to look into like where exactly we can access it. Yeah, but, don't mess with us, okay? We're north of the border, but we like basketball. Don't be like gonna, NBA League Pass. Or if we're going to need some crazy VPN or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know how we're going to access it, but hopefully we can. And uh, Let us watch. Let us watch. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think like seeing a new league come up and is very um, interesting to me. And I hope it's obviously I'm rooting for its success. I mean, you talk about the whole, like not playing in Europe and stuff. I mean, even with all the craziness with Russia aside, it really is like this top tier players thing that gets to go overseas and play, right? Like it's really just Mm -hmm. like the best of the best that get those opportunities. So really it's kind of like a huge opportunity for more like the mid tier players, who don't necessarily get the overseas contracts to have mm-hmm. something for them mid season. Um, so that is also something I really like about it. And, you know, it could morph into what would be the equivalent of like a G league. Right. That's exactly WBA. what I was thinking. Yeah. And that Sorry. would be, that would be really cool too. I mean, that might mean it would have to run in success, like at the same time. But, um, but you never know where this could grow or where this could, what this could evolve to, or, I mean, it's only a month. So maybe they, you know, if it keeps growing, they could have multiple tournaments. I'm assuming it's tournaments if it's only a month, but I'm not sure. exactly. Yeah. There's 30 games in total, 30 games, but I don't know how many teams there are. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I think, I think you're right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure, but if it's only, if that's the style, then they could do 
multiple versions of it a year right like if it keeps growing then it doesn't have to be annual it could be biannual it'd be quarterly um depending on the calendar and i think that could be um really fun yeah uh ultimately you know us as wba fans and doing this podcast we're we're in this kind of unique position to watch a league grow you know and sort of supersede this like this uh you know vapidness of uh, the orange hoodie fan right yeah we gotta we gotta push through that and i think this is you know the the, the WNBA playoffs got longer last year the uh, season got longer and all of this means more money for athletes that deserve it the more opportunity Absolutely. so good stuff awesome um we uh the atlanta dream did like a nice little mm-hmm. i'm gonna call it a pr piece 100 percent uh, is a pr on piece on wmba.com that you shared with me earlier today just talking about their rebuild and how excited they are to be rebuilding and how excited they are about their rookie now sophomore ryan howard um and essentially it's a very long article freddie about how everyone is just very happy to be there Mm -hmm. i don't know if you i meant to ask you this before we started recording if you had more to add to that or anything else because i was just like this is just like a very nice piece about their new ownership i believe they had some terrible racist owner prior to yes and that was the whole they protested and yeah and, she, and the, their owner did not get reelected. it was very one of the most profound uh political you know acts i've ever seen from from any sport uh or any team so it's the type of thing that only happens in the WNBA. they they really like, affected american politics in a major major way and um, yeah, their ownership group is is much better now. So I think, yeah. Sorry, I'm just agreeing with you that it is very much a. You capac- sent me the article, so tell me if there's something else that I missed. Maybe no, it's just lots of lots of cool stuff. Like I, I guess it it makes sense, but like I didn't know that the dream is named after Martin Luther King's um, oh, "I Have a Dream" speech. That's um, cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, they're, that's they're terrible. Try- this is we're gonna get people are gonna get on Twitter about us for that. But uh, that's hey, new, well that's we are fan stuff. Yeah, we are we are still you know we're we're a couple seasons in here now, but we are still very much new. And uh, I'm always happy to you know be told what I need to know more. Um, but yeah, this uh, you know coming from this the yeah that political movement to the brawl to this to ryan howard uh i think it's you know i think atlanta is a place that um has a lot of basketball history and WNBA history and deserves to be uh in the spotlight and and like a legit franchise and i think this is sort of the beginnings of that we both live in uh in, in toronto canada and i think when we got uh, RGM Masai Ujiri. Mm. There was a lot of stuff like this that kind of came out where it was. It seemed like, well, okay, this is just like a really confident person, and you know, I I'm a big believer that that stuff translates uh, or kind of permeates a franchise, and having that kind of competency at the top is really powerful. Um, there was a the probably the thing that I thought was the f- like little funnest little snippet here 
Um, where is it? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, cause they're trying to connect, you know, Atlanta is such a music city, right? So, uh, walk a flock of flame an Atlanta native who needs no introduction performed at halftime of a game late in the season. Uh, one of, uh, uh, one of center, uh, Cheyenne Parker's favorite moments of the year was meeting Waka with her daughter after the game. So I think who who is this that needs no introduction? Because I don't know who they are. You don't know who Waka Flocka Flame is? No. Oh my God. Now we're really gonna get called out on Twitter. Waka Flocka Flame is a rapper. Um, and he's amazing. And he's also WNBA. He's fan. so famous, he needs no introduction. I thought that that was true i guess um no maybe i maybe it's me i'm the only one um i definitely know waka flocka flame i'm not like a a waka i'm um, I'm the i'm the out of touch one i I, you've probably heard uh you know hard in the paint which is one of his uh big singles like you know he he also was like you you talk about going to the club he definitely you heard Waka songs when you were going to the club because he's, he's my age. He's 36. So he's not like, you know, a young, super young rapper. All that said, uh, the whole point of that was that, you know, they're trying to connect uh, the dream and their PR and the organization are trying to connect to uh, so much hate. Yeah. People are going to be like, so you didn't know the dream was named after the speech and you don't know Waka Flocka Flame? You need I'm to get sorry, the hell out. I'm sorry, Atlanta. I'm sorry. It's funny how we tried to I don't know these Atlanta songs positive. By, I don't know these songs by name. Maybe if I hear them, I'm going to be like, oh my God, that song. Yeah. Listen. But I don't know them by name. You're going to have to... You're going to have to have I a mean, walk a dance party. Really? So like how many followers does this guy have? Like, how is he so famous? He's that, he's that pretty he famous. No introduction. Because when I think of people so famous, they need no introduction. I think like Madonna. OK, well, there, you know, I think one point eight million followers on Twitter. I think That's you're funny. thinking of a category of fame that is like so high. Um, uh, what about TikTok? But I'm like you know, he's TikTok. from the the era of like, do you know the rapper? There, everyone knows I'm not cool. I'm not even on TikTok. But there I you feel go. like if I, we're exposing ourselves. Oh, it's just thirty nine point three million views. Catherine, do you know Wale? But I do know Wale. Okay, so same era. Okay. Waka, Wale, Drake sort of came up around the same time. Okay, but. Obviously, Drake is, um, you know, no, it's a fine. lot like, more famous. I accept that I'm not cool anymore. You know, like I just celebrated my 38th birthday, uh, not handling it well. I Happy birthday, like, by the way. I feel like um, I already feel old, like I'm running at a time to live life. He has 3.6 million followers on Instagram. I don't know what the views means because it's like, you know, when so many like with TikTok, because it's like so many people can view the video. That doesn't necessarily mean it's like liked. And then it's like, is that the totality of all his videos? This podcast has turned into Catherine Niker yells at Cloud. Cloud goes by. Catherine Niker yells at it. 
want to be this person. I'll say this. I love uh, rap and I, you know, this era of rap, I was really into it. So you could 100% hit me in a category where I don't know what's going down. That's fair. Look, as a music person, um, I'm really more like a female R&B pop person. Yeah, you're a Janet stand. I'm a Janet Jackson stand. And then and and, I just and- said stand instead of stand. So there you go. I'm showing my age too. But you knew it was stand. That's right. I'm just trying to be nice. Really? You thought the word was stand? No, I thought it was Stan. I said stand by accident. Oh, by accident. You see, that's yeah. fine. People say But I'm just trying to be fine. nice to you. No, no, no. We're not gonna Freddie, I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm not gonna do you like that. Fair. Two years younger than me. You've got two years left. <laughs> yeah. Two years left before it's all over. Anyone that's 40 that's listening to this podcast is like, I hate oh, these people. I hate these anyone who's over 40 from Atlanta just wants to shoot me, right? Yeah, they're like, these people suck so bad listen i'm sorry it's been a time it's just been a time i don't know what to tell you um but yeah okay well shout out to waka (laughs) flame flame shout out to him shout out to the atlanta dream yeah Uh, good things coming now we know that's like the best team name in the league Mm -hmm. now we know how do we try we don't think we try to change we tried to change fever a few episodes yeah we've we've never tried to train yeah fever makes sense like listen because we're like post-covid we don't want to it's not good it's not a good name dream has always been a good name dream's always been good yeah all right cool well with that it's time to move on i can't believe that wasn't freddie's fun question i know well it was about about the dream and then it just turned in do you know waka flaka flame well just to be like this man needs no introduction i'm like i don't know You're like, it's like this man needs no introduction. And you're like, oh, but he does. Terrible. Okay. Well, Fred- okay we got to follow up on this next week because obvi- or next episode, because yeah. I will listen to the, to a couple songs and then I'll either be like, yeah, I absolutely know this guy and just didn't realize that song was him. Or I'm going to be like, never heard this song. Yeah. And we'll life. both watch the Maya Moore doc and get back on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right um Freddy's that's, a, fun. that's a deep cut for the fans of the pod yeah. um we are on it we're gonna watch it this week um okay let's uh let's Freddy's do fr- fun question take it away Freddie's fun question here we go um i as i said i was listening to uh you know throw a coin in the nba bucket um the Suns and warriors game Candace Parker was calling the game, obviously spoke about Brittany. Um, and I, I'll say this, Candace needs no introduction. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. is has done a bunch of different types of media formats, uh, is I think, you know, hopefully going to play a, a bunch more years in the, in the in WNBA, but I think is very seamlessly going to transition into the uh, NBA or WNBA media. She's fantastic. Candace Parker, fewer followers on Instagram than Waka Flocka. Oh, okay. Point. Another point for Waka. Come on. Um, you, don't, you don't think of the Muppets, right? When you think of him, Waka Waka. I mean, 
you know, he's he's got some pretty big and beautiful hair. So there's there's some Muppet stuff. Oh, there. really? Yes. Um, okay. But uh, I'm sabotaging your segment. Now. No, it's all good. It turned into a Candace love fest. I'll just say this. Uh, it made me think, um, who else would you like to hear and see as like a as a media person? Um, whether it's with the NBA or the WNBA, who is a current WNBA player that you would like um, yeah, to hear or see? Uh, Freddie, you go first. I'm so Other than Candace, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine, uh, you know, I, I wanted to go outside of the box, but I just went with uh, a little bit of recency bias here. Uh, one of my favorite basketball podcasts is the... Um, Zach Lowe's, uh, the low post, and he had uh, Shanae uh, Agumake on. Uh, and, um, you know, she's a very well known WNBA star. Uh, she's and she's already doing a ton. Well, well, yeah. So that this that's what I'm saying. Might be I a, feel like that answer doesn't count. Well, then my answer Shanae sucks. Does so much, but I, I've never seen her call. Oh, she's not, she hasn't, she hasn't called a game. Yeah, I've never seen her call a game, and I've never seen her like on TNT. I've seen her do NBA related stuff, and I know that she covers it. I think Um, her contracts with ESPN. Right. Okay. So then, okay. You know what? My answer. You go, and I'm gonna try and think of another answer on the fly because I think Shanae is already, already in there. So my answer wasn't great. That's. But fair, it would be nice to see her call an actual game. Though. Yeah, see more of her. But I'm going to try and think of someone else, sure. too. So I'm going to see. I Okay. I feel like this person is a lot of fun when they're in front of the camera, when they've got a mic in front of them. I think sometimes they're almost unintentionally hilarious or they're like not even self-aware of how funny they are. Okay. And that is Kelsey Plum. Hmm. I think Kelsey Plum would be really fun on a broadcast because I think she's a real like, I'm just going to say what I think kind of person. And not and I think she would like I think she would kill it. I think she'd be really funny. I also think um, another person who's like that a bit more intense with their energy, but also kind of just says what's on their mind is uh, based on what I've seen is potentially Kalia Copper. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely I a good think candidate those, for those this. two are my are my picks for that. I think they'd be a lot of fun. Okay. These are these are very good answers. Um I'm just gonna say her name. I don't think that uh she would want to do this, but I think like it would be like similar to like listening to like a Draymond podcast. It would be <laughs> wild. Uh let me go Liz Campage. Um, because I think it would be so entertaining. Um, I don't know if that's like in Sue's territory, Sue Bird. Uh, I also well, don't Sue's think done some broadcasts. Yeah, she's like, done some halftime. Does she want to do that? Like, are, I yeah, could see Sue entering the uh, the the broadcast arena. I almost like more so see her being like a coach or a GM or something similar. Like Maybe. Diana Taurasi, I don't think is like going to be down with that. Um, so here's who I am going to go. She's another one that would have a more Draymond style podcast though. If she yes. Did. Um, she's absolutely at the height of her playing career. Um, but I am just because I think she's a really fun interview. 
I think would be uh, funny and fun and super insightful. Plus, it would be good cross-promotion. Let me go Asia Wilson. That's my pick, Asia Wilson. Okay. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I feel good. For that pick. Yeah. Um, it was a journey. It was a journey. Um, shout out to Kia Nurse, who does a lot of broadcasting here in Canada mm-hmm. for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, um, that's that. Those but... who didn't know, she doesn't, um, she hasn't, she's called one game. They did a one day all female broadcast and she did broadcast one game. Um, was very good. Um, and then otherwise she does a lot of more like in studio stuff here from time to time. Um, but yeah, also, uh, another shout out we got to make is Skylar Diggins Smith. She announced she's expecting her second child. So congratulations to Skylar. And uh, so wild that last week I was designing shoes for her. And now she's at, maybe I'm designing baby shoes. This whole time you were designing baby shoes. shoes. I knew the leopard print was coming. I think she'd give leopard print shoes to her baby. 100%. If I had a baby, I would want my baby to have leopard print. If you are a fan and listener of this podcast, please (laughs) tell us how we can make leopard print baby shoes to send to Skylar Diggins. (laughs) I have no idea where to start. Yeah, we we don't know where to make them. We don't know where to send it. It is going to be a whole journey, but we're going to get it done. You know what we could do is like sometimes like Nike or like Converse, they do that like custom your own shoe thing. So you add like they have like templates mm-hmm. and then you add your own kind of colors to it. We could do like an orange, like our um the pickup logo on a shoe, baby shoe. And orange is nice neutral, so, you know, it's not gender specific. Send it to Skylar's agent management. Yeah. Put a note in it and be like, be on our podcast. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fucked? We should not do that. That'd be so desperate. Yeah, we're definitely like stalker territory, but like, it would be cool. I'm into it. Yeah, especially when we could just send an email. Yeah, no, let's do this really roundabout way and scare the crap out of her. Anyway, I just wanted to say congratulations to her. Um, fun segment, as always, Freddie. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. You know, some like we said, some days are, are rockier than others, but we, we got through this one. Um, uh, follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shout out to Dan Gallia posting our clips and stuff. Uh, and we'll be back. We're still bi-weekly, so you know, happy Halloween, I guess. And uh, you know, more hopefully good news, some fun news, exciting news happens uh for the next one. Sweet. Thanks everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.